0: Falcons fans, welcome in. It is episode 17 of Out of Your Falcon Minds, an Atlanta Falcons fan cast. I am your host, John, as always, joined by my co-host, Mr. Mike Cottrell. How the hell are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm out of my falcon mind as usual. I'm feeling good. Episode number 17, we're almost legal, buddy. We're
0: almost legal, man. One more. One oh. more yep one more and uh since we are on 17 and we have um we've not i've noticed uh, we've got some new listeners over the last few weeks so first of all thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us uh we've gotten some new followers on twitter um i try to get on there we both do and try to interact and you know retweet and whatnot so we can get more followers and get more attention to the podcast so um any you know, anything that you guys do, retweeting us, tweet, or interacting with us, and telling your friends or whatever, uh, is greatly appreciated. But we just thought we would take a second to kind of reintroduce ourselves to any new listeners that uh, maybe didn't listen to the first episode, which was our intro, basically who we are, you know, whatnot. Um, just to kind of uh, get everybody kind of, uh, you know so sl- you know who the falc you're listening exactly to. god damn it i couldn't think of what i was gonna say <laughs> um so anyway uh mike and i are just uh not media members we are not journalists we are just two 30-year falcons fans uh since about 1991 ish uh-huh. and uh we became friends and met about 11 years ago uh-huh. and actually became a lot closer than just friends. I mean, not like in a weird way. No homo. I am married. Mike has a girlfriend.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Great way to start the show, buddy.
0: (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed Um, it. No, I know. Anyway, no, we're, we're, uh, yeah, we're very close friends. And um, (laughs) so we just decided to start a podcast. This last we've been talking about it a while. And we always talk to each other on the game day. We tweet or we text each other talk, crack each other up, Um, and uh, so we're like, you know what? It'd be fun to do this, and I thought we'd give it a shot, so here we are. That's the basis. Mike, you got anything to add to that? Any kind of...
1: No, no. Um, Yeah, I just want to add to that. Uh, Me and John would always text during the game. We talked during the game, and uh, we have a riot... Uh, by ourselves, so we figured it would be more even more fun uh, to involve you guys and it has been so this has been a dream come true. Like John said, uh, we've been Falcon fans since around 91 when uh, man Dion Sanders Andre rise and all them was uh, die hard Falcon fans so we'd love to do this and the response has been overwhelmingly great so far on twitter and on instagram on itunes on spotify everything we even got fans out of the country yeah Yeah, that blew my mind that is uh honestly blowing my mind i'm surprised the falcons got fans out of the country you know let alone us so i just want to say thank you uh and i want to touch on something john said this is the only falcon podcast where um we're right in the middle so what i mean by that is we're not some people we're not stats stuff. we're not going to sit here and And he threw for 37 passes out of 42. We're not going to do all that because we don't man work for SportsCenter or ESPN. Um, So we're not going to. And me and John can be honest. You know, when you on those channels, it ain't really a whole lot that you can say. Um, And but we're also not two guys in our like mom's basement who just spewing bullshit out of our mouths. You know, it's right. the coolest podcast for the Atlanta Falcons you're going to get. If you don't believe me, check the other ones and come back and give me that's my right. props.
0: Absolutely. And uh yeah, that's just to, to piggyback on that. Yeah, we. We obviously we will give you some stats related to the game. Yeah, but we're course. not going to be a pure stats type of podcast. So we 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 do we go over the games. We we try to do a preview show every week. We do a review show of the game every week. Um, we did a show on the salary cap. We're going to have shows after the season uh, with some guests lined up. Um, Sometimes. That, that It'll be pure nonsense. But hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, and that's the thing. We're, I mean, we're Atlanta fans too. I mean, I mean, there may be some Braves talk. I'm wearing a Hawks jersey right now, yep. I'm a Gray Young jersey. There may be some, um, you know, some. We may any, talk about our dogs. We may talk know. about his wife.
1: We may talk about my girlfriend. I may talk about life. The last show or the one before that, we talked about food and health. I don't. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, you get everything, your yeah. one stop shop.
0: Yeah, so we we because I you know I, I kind of base it on when we were starting this podcast I thought because I, I, I listened to some other sports podcasts for some of my favorite teams right and so and I was trying to the ones I enjoy the most are the ones that are kind of like that they they they, they talk they, it's they just you know it's it, it's 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 talk about the team but it's also about you know you get to know the host you're gonna get to, get to know you know what their lives are like and you know kind of a little bit of insight and yeah. then, then they bullshit and talk about you know whatever netflix or movies yeah. or whatever might be you know just sparks their interest you know so i mean that's the ones that i enjoy so that's kind of what i wanted to do with this and so, and mike you know was the same way so um that's just kind of how we we uh built this up and it's funny man like one of the uh uh, a, a buddy of mine that's on uh he's a he's one of the fathers on liam's baseball team mm-hmm. um good, great dude he uh he he was talking he said hey man i've been listening to you guys more recently and he's like and it's funny he's like he's like because he said y'all are kind of like the odd couple he's like because he didn't know what? us he didn't he didn't he didn't know me that well he didn't know us yeah. you but he was like you know looking at the cover of y'all's uh podcast <laughs> he was like he said uh he's like if i didn't know you he's like you know i would Think you sound exactly like your picture and i would think mike sounds exactly yeah. like his picture he's like but mm-hmm. he's like the he's like y'all's mix he's like you know mm-hmm. he's like he said uh he said i'm more like the kind of play-by-play and then you're like the color analyst you know right yeah true just kind Very of a, you know that's pretty accurate and, you know and so. i'm gonna
1: tell you this it uh i couldn't do this by myself and john could The the, mm-hmm. the this, it's uh two michael jordan's no scotty pippen <laughs> That's right. You know, and I love it like that because I like, again, if I was just up here by myself, it wouldn't be the same draw in the same way with John. But the way we do this together is... uh. Just spectacular.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. So anyway, that's a little bit of who we are. And if you want more information, you can go back, listen to the very first episode. And we talk about mm-hmm. uh, random Falcons things, the Super Bowl, other stuff we get into. Um, if you want to, you know, find out more about us. And we'll, mm-hmm. we, and after the season, we may be, we may do an entirely new, mm-hmm. like, who we are type of, a, of and, a, but And
1: we just may be, I know for a fact that we are the coolest people alive today. We may be the coolest people who ever lived. I'm not sure. I don't. I didn't. I don't know everybody who ever lived. I'm just giving you my opinion. We're probably up
0: there. I mean, <laughs> we up there. It's top up. three, top four. You know. Yeah, you know, it's up there. Um, and speaking of uh, after the season, so we're also going to do um, uh, a little. Like, we'll do several shows, uh, or we'll just share it on the show that we have uh, is the Where in the Falcon Are You segment. It's basically. Yep. So if you're not, a, if you're listening to this and you're not a and you're not a uh, fan that's from Georgia or from Atlanta, we want to hear from you. We want to, you can send us an email, which is, by the way, it's ATLFalconFanCast at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on any of our uh, social media accounts, which I'll give to you at the end of the show. And, um, or if you're interested in being on the show and sharing your story on. Uh, one of our episodes let us know and we can probably we are we got one of those lined up actually um so basically we just want to know how you became a fat like like mike said like how in the hell like did somebody in germany choose the falcons like i'd love to know i, I just want to hear a know.
1: story
0: yeah and uh, i just want to hear a story and and, I don't, and, I don't, and it didn't matter you know even in the states anywhere in the states like you know if you chose the falcons as your team like i want to know why what, and it could know. be silly. I'm not saying it got to be valid. It could be that you saw the jersey. Absolutely. You like the
1: jersey. Yeah. It could be that you had a player that you like. Mm-hmm. It could be if you were a girl that you saw a player on our team you thought was handsome. I could care less what the reason is. Yep. Call in and let us know.
0: 100%. Yep. Because we just want this thing to be cool. We talk, yeah. We'll talk about and just interact with and, uh, mm-hmm. get, in, and get into the minds of uh, how people, you know, chose to you know suffer with this team week i was week just about out. to say so that that's <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so anyway that man how's your uh, week been going this week man it's been
1: going good uh busy week the traffic is crazy because everybody Ooh. i guess is going christmas shopping the traffic was insane today if you live in georgia and you in the metro area man it was crazy today And I didn't even notice, I don't watch the news at all, ladies and gentlemen, I am behind on everything, but COVID is back and going strong,
0: so (laughs) you got to be careful. The Omicron, buddy, the Omicron. Yeah, buddy. Um, Yeah, we went down to the Battery today, actually, and uh, went to the Braves Clubhouse and, you Mm -hmm. know, just ate down there and whatever, and... And coming back, man, it was, I mean, we came back at like 1 30 and it was already just jammed yep. up, man. Which I mean, Fridays is always it, Yeah, you know, Fridays is it always it starts bad. early anyway in yeah. Atlanta. But I mean, it was it was not good today. That's a fact, mm-hmm. man. But um, yeah, so it's it's been a busy week for me too. I'm ready for next week. I'm ready to chill a little bit, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. To Christmas be honest. Man. Yeah.
0: So um a little bit of news and notes before we hit into the pregame or the preview show. Of the 49ers coming up this Sunday at four o'clock. Uh, the Pro Bowl voting ended, uh, was it yesterday, the day before? And man, we kept retweeting and tweeting as much as we could to get our guys in. So, hopefully, mm-hmm. that paid off because, um, you know, I think Cordell, uh, you know, one of the unsung heroes, Josh Harris, our long snapper, yep. I mean, nobody yep. ever hears of and nobody yep. knows. I mean, that dude, he's the actually the highest rated long snapper, uh, by pro football focus in the league this year, which, like, again, you'll okay. never. Never ever hear, but you know, if he doesn't do his job right, that can be a catastrophe. one time, yeah, it can be a complete catastrophe. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's pretty cool, but uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, a few other guys, Keith Smith, um, you know, show favorite, man. Just, I mean, Keith loved Smith, the, show loved, favorite, love the intensity that dude plays yes. with, man. Just, I mean, you just stiff and arming people, blocking, I just, I, mean, I just love it. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, Kyle Pitts, of course, having a pretty ridiculous season for a rookie. Um, he's actually third um, in receiving yards for all rookies this year. Okay. And, which is pretty solid. Um, he's just behind Jamar Chase and uh, I think Devonta Smith maybe actually. No, Devonta Smith actually is a few behind him. So, yeah, he's having a good season. But we did as much as we could, man, so hopefully that pays off and we get uh, get some of our guys into the Pro Bowl. Um, yeah, Jalen Waddle's number two in receiving for rookies. If y'all don't put
1: A.J. Terrell in the Pro Bowl.
0: Mm-hmm. Unless faith and, and humanity. Okay. So here while you're on AJ, uh, in his last three games, 129 coverage snaps, three catches allowed for 16 yards with a 39.6 passer rating, his last three games. She, that's just stupid. But That's not even Madden numbers. It's not. And I mean, to be honest,
1: I hate to even use this. Uh and I'm not saying it's this. I think you have to do it for um season after season. You know what to say this? I've seen one guy in my life who I thought was a shutdown corner um I was Dion. Everybody else was pretty good. Uh when you what did you say 100 and what did you say 96 snaps 129 and he, cover snaps. 129 he allowed 3 catches. That's there's no way it's to argue ones. that that's
0: not a shutdown corner. No. Oh. No, I mean he he's that that whole that whatever side of the field he's on. That's yeah, it's it's gone. Not, not, not an option. Yeah, I mean, and that's yeah. what
1: that means. A shut down corner. Exactly. What side that you on is done. Yep. I love and that dude,
0: man. Yeah, me too, dude. And uh, the uh, and Kyle, and going back to Kyle Pitts, uh, he and this is also from Pro Football Focus. He has 24 catches of 15 plus yards this season, which is the best of all tight ends. Mm. so and, and you think about it, like he's it's, he started off kind of quiet you know and he's still yeah. like, like he still didn't have like he may not have a ton of catches during the games so the ones he has pretty important mm-hmm. play. it's like the one last yeah. week that sealed the game i mean that he doesn't
1: seem like he even get the ball that much so that's kind of <laughs> blowing my mind with that stat.
0: yeah yeah it's pretty crazy right mm-hmm. um and then uh Looking back, we we recorded the review game, the review show, the Panthers immediately after the game. So mm-hmm. it's cool doing that because every now and then, at least, because you get the immediate reaction. You're you know you're uh, emotional about it. Yeah. You know, luckily, it was a win, so we were able to be right on the good for the most part on the good side of things. But um, you know, it's 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 always you don't get a chance to sit back and see what the stats were, what the grades were, mm-hmm. stuff like that, when you record right after a show like that. So um, just to look back and just to share with you guys uh, how those grades uh, went down from that game. Our number one offensive grade went to Kyle Pitts, actually, as an 80, uh, followed by Caleb McGarry at 74.9, Lee Smith at 73.9, Hayden Hurst to 73, and Matt Hennessy, our center, at 70. That was the top five offensive grades. And this, our top five defensive grades, uh, Michael Walker, 99. But that is caveated with the fact that he only played five snaps. And he had okay, one I was, okay. return for a
1: touchdown. <laughs> uh, I, man, I love you, Mike. I'm not saying nothing. I just, oh, it yeah. kind of threw me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. uh, five snaps. But he had that, it makes that amazing, you know, the catch mm-hmm. and run back for a touchdown. Uh, no surprise, AJ Terrell, 79.5. Uh, Dante Fowler Jr., uh, 73.7. Grady mm-hmm. Jarrett seventy one point six and Eric Harris seventy point nine and uh, unfortunately uh, Eric got hurt during that game yeah. and he is out for the season now so we're going to have some uh, you know Jalen Hawkins and yeah. Duran and they're going to have to step it up now and, and fill in that mm-hmm. spot for him then um, the other other a few notable grades and again this is from Pro Football Focus um, are we've been pretty hard on Jalen Mayfield all year long he had a fifty five point oh. one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he still, But the thing with him is what's aggravating is he's a pretty good run blocker. He can't pass, block, yeah. for the most yeah. part. But I will yeah. give I will give him all credit, though. I mean, the offensive line, they did not allow one sack last week, which is the first time that's – Matt got hit. Yeah. But he didn't get sacked. And that's – Mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing yeah. to considering, mind blowing. you know, where we've been, <laughs> you know, this season. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was a plus for sure. So, hopefully they can carry that into this week's game because the 49ers are a physical, physical team uh, on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look up front, Trent Williams may be one of the better, best left tackles in the game. Yeah. Uh, on the defensive side, Nick Bosa, 40, 14 sacks, which is only two less than our entire team. We have 16. He has 14 by himself. That's crazy. Yeah. By himself. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's yeah, that's, So we're going to we'll have to bring it, man. But what's crazy is, you. so you think about the conversation we're about to have. Mm-hmm. Compared to where we were three or four weeks ago, following the Patriots game, where we were at, yeah, like, like it's it's crazy to think about because and it's and it's probably and it's really it's a uh, it's it's a it's a kudos to the coaching staff and the players because when you get your ass beat like they did two weeks in a row, I mean, just ass beat, ass demolished. Um, it's tough as a, as a as a as a players trying to still buy in still Mm believe that okay we we you know this is this is just a blip you know we go we're going to come back we're going to get better that's not us that's it's easy to say but as you're if you're a Mm -hmm. player doing it like that's totally different man because you and if you played any sports at all if you're going through a rough spell it's not always that easy just to snap out of it
1: Nah, players quit on
0: you mentally You've got to believe, like you know, yep. really mentally, just buy in, and that's not that's across the board every player, mm-hmm. and you know. So kudos to the coaching staff for keeping every player, and I mean, just involved and and, and just like believing that this that that was not them, that they had to get better. Yeah, and you know? kudos to Matt Ryan; he's the captain of the team,
1: the leader yeah. of the team. Uh, so they, you know, they base themselves off of your attitude, and uh, Slim got some fire on him, you know. Yeah. So uh, I just appreciate the man. I think that the team. Like you said, when you get your ass whooped like they, because it, it's not just a loss. I mean, you got your ass whooped yeah. two straight weeks in a row. Um, it's easy to just be like, man, our team is not good. So I don't have to give my full effort because we're not going to win anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, they've been rumbling ever since. If they yeah. won a loss, the whole team was wrong. Rumb- um, when you look at Eric Hurst, he got some plays where you saw fire, I'm mm-hmm. Dion Jones. You seen fire. Grady Jones. You seen fire. Keith Smith. Uh, you saw fire. Uh, CP. You saw fire. Man, Matty Ice. You saw fire. And offensive line. I. You saw fire. I didn't even know that they were capable of fire. So <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I just saw fire. So the whole t- AJ Terrell and even uh man, Arthur Smith. Like you said, he threw them shades on, and it was like like the Matrix Reloaded. He and was we- cool.
0: We- We'll get to the uh, press conferences in a little bit, but yeah, he did they somebody asked him about that and about his shit. Oh, I'm and, dying to hit it. He, he was just like, Man, the sun was in my eyes. I had to put him on. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I, was like, I couldn't see anything. He's like, I wasn't trying to. I think the exact quote, man, I had it. Um it was funny as shit. Uh what did he say? He said uh he wasn't trying, uh damn, where's he at? Oh yeah. He said he said I wasn't trying to look sweet or awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dude. Like I said, and and him, yeah, I, he's, he's 39. He's our age, man. He's, he's yeah, I love him. He said he wasn't looking, trying to look sweet or awesome. Like, damn, man, just two words you're going with there. Yeah, but, uh, sweet or awesome. <laughs> yeah, old oh, man. That's funny. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, a few weeks ago, we we're talking about like, damn, we may be drafting top three players. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about if we beat the 49ers, we set ourselves up pretty well possibly yeah. for a playoff spot you know if yeah. we take care of business in two of the three games but now if we don't beat the 49ers we almost have to win out and then need some help right in the playoffs so um you know and you still hear and you still see that faction of fans that are like just lose and get a better like, i still can't get on with that we've talked about it before in previous shows man if you're playing well enough and you're winning then you then you maybe don't need as many holes we don't have as many holes as you and- do and, and we do, do not, have holes, but, man, you got to, like, watch the games and watch and see yeah. how these guys are playing because. And,
1: and I'm going to tell you this. Do not come at me with that shit because no. there has not been, um if it was the Yankees or the Patriots, it was the Bulls, if it was the Pistons, um, if it was the Spurs, no great team was ever built with no – notion at all of lose on purpose or do not try your absolute best to win that is mm-hmm. for y'all I don't know what sports team your ass was on no. I don't know what your ass played but we never played that shit where we was gonna lose or we wasn't gonna tank on purpose man that shit I, man we the culture of Atlanta cannot take that shit so no. you, man get away do not reach out and man the podcast is is open to all type of opinions and all type but keep that shit away from us man because that's loser
0: shit and we're not doing that. Mm-mm. No man, I want my team to do everything they can to win every week. And if they can make the playoffs, they're such a young team, man. Like nothing just for the can, experience. Yeah. Nothing can replace that. You can't yeah. you can't you can't duplicate that in practice. You can't, I mean nothing will will prepare them more for next season than You're actually right. going through that type of experience this year. The, the so, crowd I, and I, yep. the lights and the pressure.
1: And the way that you can't hear the play call exactly. just to have it experienced. I don't care if they go out in the first round. You're talking about with, with a young team, it will help tremendously just to have the experience. Yep. And um, and I understand you want the highest pick, man, but you cannot be uh, you can't, you can't like want your team to lose. I, I don't even know how you wrap your the only time I could even understand that is if it was like the last game of the season and it was like if we lose we pick first and if we win we pick second i mean maybe then you say right right. if
0: if you're out of the playoff picture yeah if you out the playoffs but when
1: you still can win and we kind of we got a few games left and you still can make the playoffs to even talk like that is a loser mentality man like you shouldn't no
0: like we said a few weeks ago man if you're if you believe in your general manager and your head coach they're going to find talent no matter where you draft That's so, and John, I'm gonna tell you something. I didn't never
1: even think of that until you said that on the podcast. And I got in my car and was thinking about that point. And that's a good ass point. Yeah, if you got skills, is. you got skills. Like, like you would because there are teams who find talent in the sixth round, yeah, the fifth
0: round, the fourth. Right. So John has an ma- I never dude, thought about Brady that Jarrett, fifth round pick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we hit on him, but then did not hit on I'm gonna say his name, but Vic Beasley. Yeah, with our with the first round pick. <laughs> every time
1: for our new Twitter followers, John hates two people in life. John is one of the nicest people you ever met, Dan Quinn, Vic Beasley. I need a siren when they mentioned on the podcast, John hates, and, him. Just, and we did overpay that man. We owe, oh, we overpaid. Vic Beasley. And I think he worked at Starbucks now. The other day I went and got a uh, (laughs) Venti blonde with some pumpkin spice. And I thought that was Vic. I saw he gave it to me.
0: (laughs) Man. And look, nothing against Vic, man. He seems like the nicest guy in the world. I just don't think he liked playing football that much. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. Yes. Um, charitable young man. Love him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and Dan Quinn, I mean, I I don't even, I don't even talk about that. Um, so, uh, looking also back at the last game we were pretty hard on matt right um because we were we had just we had just watched the game and we saw matt have that terrible freaking underthrow. it was just god awful mm-hmm. to zacchaeus and then we had uh or i don't know if no, that was too sharp that was too sharp my bad um, and then the flea flicker the flea flicker was was terrible and then like just a few of the out routes just didn't seem like they had a lot of zip on it, it just seemed like it kind of floated over there so we were pretty tough on him because we'd been a little tough on him over the last uh Four to five weeks because he hadn't been, you know, in, and like we always caveat it with, you know, the offensive line had give did him no favors at all leading mm-hmm. up to this game, so they did protect him better. Uh, he's looking a little bit more like himself. I went back and watched the game again um, because, right. um, I you know I just wanted to see maybe we were a little little too hard, and I think we okay. were. I think we were. I think he because okay. that was I mean stats I mean you know they, they don't they only tell you so much, but he had no touch. I mean I mean he had no uh like crazy you know, wow, he made that type of throw type thing, mm-hmm. you know, but he, he made the th- most throws he made uh, that he should have made, um, except mm-hmm. for a few of the ones. I think we just really pinned in on the, the bad ones. I think mm-hmm. kind of because they stood out so much, you yeah. know. Um, but, but overall, I, it was actually a better game that he's uh, that, he, that he's had. A, probably the best game of the last five that he's probably had, to be honest.
1: Now, with. I got to re-watch it. I just want to say this. Before I even re-watch it, uh, I'm sorry, Matt, you're my man. And for all our new followers – my man crush is Matt Ryan. That's mm-hmm. my, my favorite player in the NFL. Uh, maybe not. I would say Dion is my favorite player of all time. Matt is my favorite player. The greatest Falcon ever. Uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, I apologize, man. But I got to say this. Because I expect so much from you. It's glaring when you underperform. And yeah. I'm sorry about that because uh, he's he, he deserves the right, like everybody else to have a bad game or a few bad throws. But Mm -hmm. to me, because I'm your biggest fan, man, it's glaring when you, when you miss throws and shit. So I, but, and I gotta be fair because I praise you so much. I gotta balance it sometimes when you have Mm -hmm. a bad game. So I, but again, um, you have the right to have a, uh, you know, a struggle like everybody else, especially with your offensive line. I'm sorry, Matt. I love you, buddy.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, we're both uh we've been Matt Ryan supporters the yeah. our entire since he started here. So I mean that's not been a but we're like you, like Mike just said, we're gonna be honest about it. I mean, if he, you know, if he's kind of not performing mm-hmm. as we, you know, and I think it's a great point. I mean, what you said, we're so used to him performing at a high level. So when he dips yeah. a little bit, you're kinda like, oh shit. You yeah. know, and, and you now now you throw in his age and you know stuff like that so it starts to kind of like you know more more things are kind of getting involved now
1: right alan iverson crossed jordan one time it was glaring you know Mm -hmm. because you you didn't expect for jordan to get crossed so when that's what matt um the dude performs every week and even when our team sucks he's the consistent one yeah the last few weeks uh he hasn't been the consistent one so it's glaring but I probably blew that out of proportion. I'm not gonna lie, just because it was so new to see.
0: Well, and then it goes back to what I just said. We recorded immediately after the game. So right. it, it's very emotional. We didn't have a chance yeah. to really let it sink in. So you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not apologizing at all for this. Yeah. I, right. I was just saying, I just looking back at it saying, Yeah, we we may have been a little bit tough on him, but very interesting article. Um uh to to piggy to tail in on this uh, from Falcons, uh, SI on uh, Twitter, I read. So if you, if you just, as a, as a casual fan, if, if I told you, Hey, Matt, uh, last year had Ridley and Julio Jones and, you know, other Russell gaze as a third option. Um, you know, and this year he doesn't have either one of those guys, he has a rookie tight end. And you would think just, okay, he's probably having a much worse year this year because his, ta- his talent around him are gone. I was shocked to find out that he's actually not having a worse year this year without all this talent gone.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's
0: basically what this article is about. Um, it's, it's pretty wild because it says through 13 games this season, uh, he has 3,104 3, yards and 17 touchdowns. Through 13 games last season, he had 3,436 yards and 18 touchdowns. So we're talking about one less touchdown and about 300 mm-hmm. less yards with literally nobody to throw to except for Cordell Patterson and Mike, uh, Kyle Pitts. And then Russell Gage, give him credit. He's been coming mm-hmm. on strong mm-hmm. in the last couple of games. He's, he's been big. So pretty crazy. I mean, he, he's, you know, he, he said he credits his experience with the ability to adapt to different schemes and personnel. Uh, which is definitely true. He's been in so many different offenses now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, he said, "I think you go into it with the mindset of whatever we have to do, we've got to do it to win." And uh, when he was asked about uh, the lack of having a big play ride receiver, um, so I mean, you know, that's pretty. It's pretty cool to see because I would have thought that you know, statistically, he'd be having a pretty, at least more, the down year compared yeah. to last year with those with those uh, guys we had. But that's yeah, pretty pretty cool article.
1: So man, let me jump in here. Um, I need some uh like a violin to play and like back of me with this one. I know I've said said all this before, but y'all gotta hear me out once again. Um uh, <clears throat> year after year, uh the Falcons have uh turmoil sometimes and they have chaos and all these moving pieces. So year after year, if you are a real Falcon fan, you can admit that uh we switch up. In running backs almost every year, them, they're usually shitty. We switch our uh, offensive line almost every year. It's usually shitty. We switch our coordinator quite often, damn near every year, he's usually shitty. Uh, We switch our coach all the time, usually shitty. Our our defense is usually shitty. Um, Our defensive line is usually shitty. Uh, my defensive coordinator real, to be
0: honest got a real it, uh there's a, there's a, yeah there's a, there's a there's a there seems to be a pattern here right yeah, right you, 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 you see a pattern
1: man nah, yes. and all of this and right, all of this shit, you see a rose <laughs> the rose that grew from shit, <laughs> maddie ice um every year then if you check the numbers they usually just like they're consistent and you ask yourself, how can you be consistent when everything around you is switching and it's shitty, then it's good, then it's shitty, and it's, then it's mediocre? Everything around you is switching. And term- he, lost, he just lost his best target in Julio Jones. There should be a major drop-off. There should be, a, especially when Calvin go out, you, you have nobody to throw. You got one person to throw to and Kyle Pitts and but there are four people on him. How have your numbers not dropped off? Did y'all oldest dude the world, man, when he leave, y'all going to be sick to y'all stomach. The dude has, has been our only consistent player since he's been um, on the team. And I value shit like that, that you come to Rumble every game and every season. I love Matt Ryan because that shit is hard to do, man, when everything around you, he should dip, man, with the team. If the team is like a shittier team, his numbers mm-hmm. should drop. You like a shittier line, think, his, yeah. his, his numbers should drop. When he don't have anybody to throw, his numbers should drop. It's almost impossible to keep the same shit when everybody around you is changing up and interchangeable and they're going down and up and down and up. you yeah. got to give him props for that.
0: Yeah, and it's no offense at all to Russell Gates. It's just it is what he, he's, he's a third or fourth receiver on most yeah. teams. And so when he's moved to number one, I mean, that just shows you where we've been mm. at with our depth, you know, with wide receivers yep. this year. And I mean, you know, other than that, Kyle Pitts, Hayden Hurst, Cordell Patterson, you know, mm. guys catching the ball out of. I mean, without, we've said it before, Cordell Patterson is our MVP this year. Without him, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're nowhere. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so looking, going into the uh, into the week this week against uh, the 49 I always find it interesting. I try to watch the, the, the press conferences for the least uh, Arthur Smith, Dean Pease, Catch Match yeah. press conference, to see what's. Love uh, Dean Pease sound yeah. bites. Yeah, I do too, man. I do, he's funny. In fact, it's the first thing he said, I think they asked him, uh, somebody asked him, and has a good day today. And he was like, "Man, at my age, uh, when you wake up, it's a good day." <laughs> How old and, um, is he, man? I think it's, he's like sixty-nine or 70. He seemed like the guy who
1: you would love to just have a beer with and talk. Oh shit hell into yeah. His brain,
0: dude. I would, dude. I would.
1: I would just sit. I man, I, I don't even know if I would talk football. I might just talk life.
0: A, yeah. <laughs> the teams he's been associated. He's seventy-two. That dude is the man. That dude, I would love to just talk life with him. I wouldn't even bring football up. I mean, yeah, but you think about the teams he's been with. I mean, the Patriots, the Ravens, I mean, the guys he's coached. I mean, mm-hmm. damn. But uh, yeah, so anyway, going into uh, that, the Arthur Smith press conference, he talked about how uh, Debo Samuel, who's probably, you know, obviously they're, they're uh, it's the 49ers' biggest threat on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, they've started to use him similarly to how we use Cordell. He's out on yeah, the yeah. backfield, he's catching the ball. Um, so he said they're going to have to account for him for sure because you can't let that guy run wild because it'll, be it'll be a long day if we do um they asked him about AJ Terrell and his is uh, oh. he was he, he said it so nonchalantly he said uh yeah, AJ is a good player I was like yeah. oh yeah he's decent he's all right he said but he, he said he, do, he, he says, does his job well and he understands multiple schemes really well so you know it's which is you know we said before earlier in the season you could tell a defense then there was always there was missing like much was miscommunication guys left wide open stuff like that. And that just seems yeah. like that AJ seems to, you know, maybe he caught on a little bit quicker than some of the other ones did.
1: And I love the fact that he didn't, uh, he didn't go too crazy on that. Mm-hmm. I, like you keep him humble.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's a good player. Yeah. He's good. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then he said overall, he's very happy with uh, with Russell Gage and the fact that he stepped up and, yes. and the things that he does that go unnoticed as well, which we'll get to, there's a really cool article that Sam Weiss wrote that we'll talk about in a, in a little while. About some another player that goes unnoticed, and and it's just kind of a uh, maybe a, a little bit of kind of how our team is because uh, they have to play kind of very unselfishly because we don't have mm-hmm. we don't have a, a mag, uh, like a, a, a super magnified superstar, you know, mm-hmm. like on either side of the ball, really, except for you know AJ probably. Um, so like every guy's got to do their job and play unselfish football uh, mm-hmm. and, and to, to win. So I mean, it, it's it's pretty cool. Um, Dean Pease talked about how with Eric Harris going down, that it's going to be relying more on Hawkins and Harmon and Sean Williams may have to step up and play, um, you know, just play more spots there. And um, he said it was pretty cool talking about um, Michael Walker's interception. That was a play that he drew up uh, in the previous week. And uh, he said, you know, it's easy for him to draw up the plays. You know, it's like it's hard for the players to execute it correctly. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, he executed it perfectly. You know, he sat there out, didn't try to – you know, because you think on defense, there's so many things going on. You know, you you to know what your role is and to maybe yeah. just be chilling and knowing that, that, you know, trust it, trust that it's yep. going to happen, you know, pretty cool. Um, but uh, he said he executed that perfectly. Um, so he has a lot of respect for Kyle Shanahan and the offense that he runs is very tough to defend. He said the biggest thing with Kyle is he does a great job of diagnosing what the D is trying to do and adjusting in game. To, okay. to, to combat that yeah uh, which we know by from experience i mean he was fantastic at that the that year okay. the super bowl year you know mm-hmm. except uh that i don't want to talk about it but there's yeah, uh, uh, hey, please um but uh he said and there's funny richie grant came up who's also a fan favorite here on the show fan
1: favorite of the podcast richie yeah. grant.
0: and he said basically he's still a safety but he's pretty much taken over the nickel spot and it's just based on how much that they're, we're actually set up in nickel, which is a lot of teams these days. I mean, that's because it's like, you know, it's more mm-hmm. of a passing type of league, but he said, he's still a safety, but it's really based on the defenses that we set up, whether we're in man, whether we're in zone, what, and it goes against, you know, maybe the, who are the offense that we're obviously playing against, you know, how mm-hmm. they're set up. Um, but he said that his positioning on the field is so important it to uh, whoever's playing nickel mm-hmm. is, is so important because, you know, he, the, He's got the slot receiver if he's going in, if he's going out, like everything kind of goes off where he's yeah. at, you know. So he. I love the of,
1: fact I, I just got to interject. I love the fact that we have football players, yeah, that can do a lot of things instead mm-hmm. of just one thing.
0: Yep. And he said that he said Foyer and Richie both are learning to be more vocal. Um, and he said he, he's been on teams before where young guys came in that were very, very talented, but they. They, they kind of tiptoed around the older guys they yeah. didn't want to they didn't want to like just start yeah. yelling and like they you don't want, want to be step arrogant. on the toes yeah. yeah Because you know you you come like foyer for instance you come on a team and you got Dion jones who you know was probably the leader you know mm-hmm. prior um you know and you don't want to like try to step on his toes and take mm-hmm. over That's like my team now that type of mentality um and, and richie grant was the same way but it's funny he said um uh, he said Richie was really definitely that way. He said they want to step on any toes, and he said that he told him. He said that's that's why we drafted you though. He said we, we you were a take charge guy at Central Florida, and that we need mm. that. We need that. Yes. That we need you to be more vocal with so said, Dion. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, so hopefully it sounds like he's big on Richie man and uh, and his his progression. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you know we yeah, are too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was a dude. He was a baller man at Central Florida. He I know it's Central Florida, but I mean that mm-hmm. dude. I mean, and I and I gotta say this: the podcast first. John was the
1: first one talking about Richie Grant the start of the season. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's very Um, true.
0: But uh, yeah, anyway, he said um, just the communication that between the in the back end of the the defense has to be just on point. You know, between Mm -hmm. all those guys. (laughs) So because if it's not, then you know we've seen what's going to happen. We've seen that blown coverage. Yeah. Um, but he said that as a whole, he said the D is learning more and more every week. They're getting more comfortable in the scheme. Um, somebody, uh, somebody asked him, um, you know, because he said about what was it three weeks ago about twenty-five or thirty percent of the playbook had been installed. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, they asked him where is that now, and he said he didn't really give a number. He said, but typically by the end of the season, there he's around sixty to seventy percent, and that's really kind of I love it. On, I yeah, love it, and that's really kind of based on. What really applies to our team, so you know there might be some things that we just don't do well, or some things that we're just not set up to do. You. That he's yeah, just going to yeah. leave that out, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but um you know, he, and, and two, he said sometimes less is more because sometimes you know we don't want to we don't want to add too much and confuse the guys, you know. So we would sometimes mm-hmm. just keep it simple. And but we said we try to increase a little bit more every week, uh, and the guys just get more comfortable and more comfortable, and uh, you can tell in the play, you can tell they're more physical. Mm-hmm. You can tell they just seem because you know any sport, man, if you're uptight or if you're nervous or you're not quite sure, you're Mm -hmm. not, you can't be as athletic or as, as just, Mm -mm. you know, spontaneous as you would be. If you're just comfortable, you know what you're doing you understand the play, you understand Mm -hmm. what, you know, you, you, you can diagnose the play. You can respond and react without having to think, you know what I mean? You
1: come in from, uh, from instinct instead of concentration. Exactly. Wow. Oh my God. I'm okay. I got to go up here. I got to, he's not thinking about it no more, it's subconscious, and you're playing from instinct. And that's Mm -hmm. when you're able to fly to that ball and fly around that ball. Exactly.
0: Um, Luke Keekly
1: was a great example
0: of that. If y'all remember that dude. Yeah. Uh, And then on to Matt Ryan's presser, they asked him um, just in general about, you know, what's going to be important this week. And he said the run game is going to be very important, uh, which Mm -hmm. is true because those guys, like I said, they rest the passer really well. So we're going to have to keep them Mm -hmm. off of Matt. Yep. So, By uh, running. Yes. So hopefully the offensive line keeps that up. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to be said so want to be aware of Fred Warner, uh, who's their leading tackler. I think he's at 99 tackles. Their linebacker, middle linebacker, um, and then of course you know you got you got you got to watch out for Bosa, which she's probably going to be coming off the right side against McGarry, which scares me a little bit because <laughs> McGarry's been up and down um, badly. So uh, if maybe... my niece was coming off the right side against him, it would scare me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah i mean you know it's like it's frustrating because like i said there's games that you're like he shows just these signs you're like mm -hmm. maybe he's the guy then there's other games you're like what the hell so i don't know um hope for the best on that one but um he said for him the approach is the same every week he doesn't care if he has to throw the ball 50 times they want to run the ball 50 times he does not care what they have to do as long as they win period gangster so no you know, matter what, <laughs> he doesn't care if he, yeah, he's, he, he's not a stat. He's, he's not trying to pad his stats. Mm-hmm. He just, he just wants to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ask him about, and this is crazy too. Um, so we are six and two this year, I believe was the stat on one score games in one score games last year. We were two and eight.
1: Yeah, we was losing. So that's a good thing.
0: So that's a not, very good thing. Mean, that was, that was one of the, you know, that was one of the storylines to, mm-hmm. to Dan Quinn's uh, team is we could never close a game. Mm -hmm. you can never feel comfortable and i'll be honest with you that that bled over into this season because what happened in the washington game when we we're like oh shit here we go again Mm -hmm. but since then dude any close game we've been in we close that bitch out for the most part you
1: gotta give that to the coach because i think he's on your ass the entire game like he is he don't say like all right it's cool everybody i'm on your ass you better finish gotta finish yeah
0: yeah so um you know that's and he said the difference this year really, or Matt attributed it to as opposed to last year, is that they were finishing and it would end plays. And he said, normally, he said, really, it comes down to a handful of plays that, you know, did we execute, do we not execute? You mm-hmm. know, and last year they weren't executing. And to be honest with you, it was probably shit calls because let's be honest, man, Dirk, Crutter, Dirk Cutter may have the most vanilla, just boring no. ass offense in the history of offense. And he had about 30 plays. And Good. we just repeat, we just cycled through those 30. Yeah. And, and another big thing, time management, which Dan Quinn absolutely freaking sucked terrible mm-hmm. just terrible yeah um
1: it was probably his worst trait as a coach i really
0: man. he couldn't like, i mean and then couldn't have been more amplified than the super bowl yeah bro, when we got to lead and he's snapping the ball he's got matt snapping the ball at 20 seconds on the time, yeah. on, on the, and that's literally honestly though that's on everybody i mean you got yeah, it's on matt too it's on, it's matt. on matt too you got to realize man yep we need to wait and bleed this down yep. to one second and snap the damn ball but let's not get into that um <laughs> just makes me angry every time um but he said he's really proud of the players and for staying the course and believing uh-huh. uh, this year. And that, what we talked about earlier, basically about, you know, times got rough, so it's, yeah. it's harder to do. Um, and, uh, the last thing they asked him about was cause recruiting, I don't know if you saw national signing day was yesterday, day before yesterday I don't know, this week kind of runs together for me, but, uh, so a lot of the guys made their commitments to colleges around the, the nation. And um, they asked him about his signing day, which he graduated. what He was our rookie in what, 2005, I think, 2006. Yeah. He said it was, you know, obviously it's changed a lot because there wasn't um, social media and like like it is yeah. now. Like there's not like these hype right. videos and shit that's going yeah, on. With right, yeah, right, yeah. He was like, man, I was in my gym uh, with all the other players that was going to sign their letters. And uh, he's like, it was between Iowa and, and B.C., and he chose BC, so there wasn't really a lot of fanfare. I just signed my letter, <laughs> and it was like man, no, no, no. listen, and, uh, I'm I'm
1: gonna be honest. Uh, I have a big. Uh, I don't see college at all, so I don't man watch college. I'm trying to get into it because I have big. I like and if I see a pro player that I love, I always just think like, I wonder what he was like, and was he this good? And and I always gotta ask John, like, was was Julio Jones like Julio and cut and I would love to see Matt Ryan when he was at Boston. If, right. if I could re-watch those games, I would watch him. I just want to see. And uh Odell and uh the other guy was on the same team. The the uh it, there is a receiver that played for the Dolphins, he plays for the Browns now. Uh, man, oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. they both played at LSU together. Yeah. yeah, they was
1: on the same team at the same mm-hmm. time. I would have just loved to see that in college, but I would have Matt Ryan in college, just I just wanted to see him as a as a kid to when he was learning the game. I think it would have been awesome.
0: Wait, man, next year, make that your uh, your
1: goal. Let's no, watch, I'm, I I really I gotta pick. I'm gonna year. pick a team, and uh and I heard I gotta. What I heard his here's, here's what everybody said is like you can't pick a team like because it would be like if I pick the Warriors or the Patriots. I mean, or the or like the Bucks now. So you I gotta mean, pick a team who's not.
0: No man, go ahead and pick Alabama. It's cool. Go ahead and pick Alabama. <laughs> yeah, right. <I>
1: mean, yeah. <laughs> Roll Tide, buddy. Damn right. I'm going to just start off with the champion. Roll Tide. Yeah. yeah. All of
0: our Georgia listeners just turned off. Um, right. Right. So. <laughs> I don't know yeah. any better. So, come on, man. Y'all got to tell me. So, yeah. So, that's another thing. Uh, the Who We Are segment. Yeah. That was yeah. – uh, I am an Alabama fan. So, and I have been for – I mean, man, mm-hmm. since – I um or about 92, actually. That's when I first started watching them. Uh, and, and john uh, went to georgia state how right. blasphemous is johnny yates yeah, right, man? man it doesn't even count because georgia state didn't have a football team until after i graduated oh okay all right yeah. all right yeah no I, got I, you. I absolutely root for georgia state though i mean i i mean they're yeah for yeah. sure but uh yeah it's just just as far as like childhood teams growing up yeah. watching yeah that was just the first game i ever watched actually uh, the first game i really have mem- memory watching was um Alabama and Miami in the national championship game in 91 okay. or two. Yeah. And um I so, won that game. That's just that's that's why I chose Alabama. So
1: so I, I will say this. Um there are teams in that I've seen who has uh, great fans. There are a few teams I know that are just well, they travel well, even when they go out mm-hmm. of that district um I've been to Alabama about, about seven or eight times. There is no no other state in the United States where the whole state is on the team because it's nothing else. Every mailbox, every street sign, every car, every window at every house, roll tide. They take that seriously. I just thought that was awesome because to be in the stadium would probably be even more nuts because they carry that. I don't care if it's not football season, you see roll tide everywhere in Alabama. So they take that
0: serious. Alabama, and Auburn, man. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Both, both, both two of those huge in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, that was the press conferences there. And um, so, and and to getting on to the game. So Garoppolo obviously is having a pretty decent season. Um, he started off rough, but he's been really coming on strong lately. Uh, his 99 quarterback rating for the year. Almost three thousand yards passing, got seventeen touchdowns, eight interceptions, and it seems like. And Kyle, I don't know if uh, if I saw an article that said basically when Garoppolo throws the interception, they're like one and eight or something like that. They, they, they've or not one and eight, but they, they definitely they. It's a downhill. There's a there's a good chance they lose if he the interception. Um, So hopefully, I mean, we see that on. because we scored what we've scored we've had a defensive touchdown in the last two games a pick six actually yeah both of them yeah so uh you know it'd be nice to see uh this game i mean we're we're a nine and a half point favorite the last i i'm sorry a nine and a half point dog the last time i checked yeah um i was going to say shit Yeah. 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 no and i think fpi said we the 49ers had a 77 chance of winning the game so um but to me, man, I don't. It's the NFL, man. I don't. I think I think any team's got a chance to be any team any week. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm confident they've been rumbling. We've lately. Exactly. I mean, yeah. we've been playing physical. It seems like the defense is starting to understand more what they're doing. Um, if we can continue to run the ball like we have been, it seems like the I coaches been are doing that well. Yeah. The coaches are getting settled in. The play callings are getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, if we limit our mistakes, don't, because we can't turn the ball over against this team.
1: Yeah, no, um, that's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we can't because they will. They'll, I mean, like I said, with Debo Samuel and something like, I mean, their leading here actually is Elijah Mitchell, but I mean, he's at 759 yards, averaging about 4.6 a pop. So, I mean, we can't let him average five yards a pop. No. Um, and Debo is averaged seven yards a pop. So, I mean, we'll have our work cut out for us on on defense, but and you can't, you know, freaking Kittle at tight end. I mean, he, I think he was banged up a little bit. I think he's got a little knee, mm-hmm. little knee problem, mm-hmm. but um, I think he's going to play. Um, and on our side, for injury wise, Dante Fowler was held out of practice yesterday. Crossing our fingers, he's back. He had a little ankle thing on mm-hmm. uh, on on last Sunday's game, so hopefully, he's back and able to to contribute because we would need him. I mean, we, we get on him a lot because he's not. You we know, get on him a lot. Yeah. Cause he's he not is, like, he's, underperformed. He's, he's paid, right. He gets paid yeah. a lot. And so we expect a lot. And yes. we haven't gotten a lot to be honest. We haven't. So, um, but I mean, we need, the last thing we need is less depth on our defensive line. That, so, <laughs> so we need him to, to be, to be there. So if he's not there, that's going to be tough um, for us. Um, but I mean, like I said, looking overall, man, uh, it's, to me, and I know You know, it's at San Francisco. They have the home field advantage as well there. But, um, And beat Kyle Shanahan, if for no other reason. Dude. That
1: fuck, uh, man, I can go off. I could say every curse word. Oh, man,
0: you. Matt said that uh, in the press conference that Kyle texted him uh, this week and, like, kind of gave him shit because he had dropped a pass. Like, it was an overthrow pass and Matt was on the sideline and he went to catch it and he missed it. He said, like he was just okay. texting, him, giving him shit about his hands. He better have your hands with that. And it's, haha, uh, ha, man. And I saw a dude text on, I'm I mean, on Twitter. I saw a tweet and I apologize for not knowing who it was. But um, if you're listening, he was like, uh, man, he's like, Kyle, they're joking. He's like, All I, I just want to go for blood on Sunday. And I was right. like, yep. I'm hey, sorry. I'm going to
1: tell you something. And here's why. And I'm dead ass serious right now. This is jokes aside. Uh. I despise that dude. Uh, I he had a great season, and I thought he brought the best out of Matt. I'm not saying he didn't do that. What he did that, that pissed me off was, but he did what he did in the Super Bowl. He was on a plane like two days later or the day after, like so he didn't have to answer for. He didn't go to the press conference. I I want to just he should have. Ex- you lost a state, a Super Bowl that we've been waiting on for all since we've been in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it didn't mean shit to you because you came up and you didn't have to stay in the state and you didn't have to deal with the the talk and the 28 to 3 shit and the questions and all the flack. You didn't deal with anything. You, you just hopped on the plane. You went to your new job and it was no. I wanted him to have to answer for that shit. I wanted him to get in the press conference and say what was you thinking? Explain. I just wanted you to tell us what you was thinking. Mm-hmm. And he never got it. He never did that. He didn't. He didn't say sorry. He didn't do anything. He just went to his new job. Yep. It like. We waited a lifetime for that Super Bowl, and you lost it for us, and then you didn't give a fuck that you didn't say sorry, explain it, you went to your new job, and I wish you the worst, buddy. Yeah, And yeah, we- Jimmy is – as I'm not, I don't have anything against Jimmy Garoppolo, but I always hope he performs well because I think that Shanahan is coming for Matty Ice if he doesn't. I think <laughs> that's – I believe with all my heart he'll try to get Matt Ryan after the season. If
0: well, they did. Like they team. drafted Trey Lance really high last year, and he yeah. barely played this year. I mean, play, so yeah. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know what's in the. I don't know what's in the works there. I don't. I don't disagree. I think he'd love to have Matt in that style mm-hmm. of offense because he saw how successful he could be. He in saw it. what? Yeah. Yep. But, it uh, was his
1: uh, most successful offense was with Matt Ryan. Oh yeah, yeah, he hasn't been able to duplicate it since. Mm-mm. So I think
0: he'll come for Matt if yeah. You know, Geneva. and I mean, I, I get like you know, give him credit. He's a, he is a very good coach. He's a very good offensive mind. Genius. But I mean, to be honest, but to, I think was it just this year? I think it was in the interview he finally said that if he had to do it over again, he would probably have called you know some different plays in those last three or four plays okay. that, instead of yeah, running the just ball. Just this was, year, just now, 2021. Just like, yeah, I might have just not a yeah. couple of turn plays. And, yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, you know, I, like I said, I mean, I don't want to rehash the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's why the angst we have toward him, man, because, I mean, him, Quinn, I mean, you guys, those guys were so, not solely responsible, but they were the front of the line. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I mean, you know, the players didn't execute from time. I mean, Devontae missing that block was huge. Yeah. Um, We could we could point out another 50 things mm-hmm. that went wrong during that game. I mean, Edelman's insane catch that I mean, that like was crazy. Surf. I mean, like all yeah. that, shit. but when it boils down to it, when you had a chance to win and to just seal it, you didn't, you know, mm-hmm. because of just your arrogance and you thought you could yep. continue on with your offense, yep, throw the ball, and you didn't. And that's you know, mm-hmm. we, we see all that happened. Um, but they're averaging about 25 points a game, opposition's averaging about 23 points a game, so they've been in some tight games this year. They've not been, like I said, they haven't been exactly like world beaters all year long, they've had their issues Mm -hmm. for sure. So, um, you know, I mean, this, they're, I don't know. I just, I I just, I don't ever, I hate getting kind of like caught up in the, in like the comp, like being overconfident or being like, you know what I mean? Like optimistic. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, you don't, but I'm, I'm like, I guess cautiously optimistic because I mean, I do think with the momentum we've kind of picked up these last few weeks Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, even from, even with losing as bad as we did before, I just think that you know the team has kind of turned a corner, and, and uh, you see the fight yeah. in them. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, I'm gonna
1: tell you what it's like. It's like I feel like I'm like a I don't, um, I don't bet anything. I don't gamble whatsoever at all. Smart right? man. <laughs> um. So, but I accept the Falcons. I feel like it's the same uh, mentality of like. Every week, I'd be like, bet, like, I'm optimistic. Like, I think I can win, you, you know? It, no matter if they sucked the, first, the previous week, I still think, like, well, I saw something. Exactly. I saw a glimpse of something, you know? Yeah. Uh, when, when you point to. They was getting stomped out. They I saw, like, <laughs> an eye flutter. <laughs> so they wasn't
0: completely dead,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah. I always got faith in my boys, man.
0: Yeah. And um, I mean, as far as the turnovers go, I mean, they're minus two or minus five. So neither one of us are doing exactly a fantastic job yeah. of turning the ball over um, as as a whole. I mean, like I said, obviously over these last few weeks we've done a hell of a lot better job of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Garoppolo is definitely no Cam Newton. He is no PJ Walker. He's mm-hmm. a lot better than those guys. Yep. He's a lot better than Trevor Lawrence. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this will be the biggest test we've seen. Mac Jones, I'm not even going to say, him being a rookie a lot of that game was a lot mm-hmm. of short passes was a lot yeah. of just i mean you know uh brady's brady i mean where we can well, i mean that's you know you, you i don't expect to win against him this year domestic um, terrorist yeah exactly um so i mean like i said going into it pretty confident what do you think the score might be man um i'm
1: gonna i'm gonna tell you something i think we'll win uh based on the fact, to be honest, that's a four o'clock game. Yep. Because I, I just think that uh, when you play, when you always play at a time, it gets, uh, the energy is redundant. You know, okay, when it's like Monday night or it's you know, Thursday night, or even if it's four, because it'll be getting like, it'll be under the uh, the lights at about, you know, 5.30, it'll get dark, mm-hmm. they're playing the lights. You're playing in California. I think to them, it'll kind of feel like a huge game, even though it's a regular season, mm-hmm. you're going to get the best effort from Atlanta. And they have been going up, up in like effort. I'm not saying the skill that's, y'all listen, please don't get on. They didn't say in skill and like effort. There's no way that you can see the last game. It didn't go up and up yeah. and up in uh fury and effort and, uh, and like angst and, so you're going to get – and now you're going at 4 o'clock and it's under the lights and all that. I, It's going to be that Super Bowl. I think, like, the energy. All we need is CP to bring the electricity. I think those guys are going to come out, like, blowing. I got 24 to 14 Atlanta.
0: I like it. I like it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think um, – I mean, the the way we've seen them the last few weeks, I mean – and for them this week i mean they they say every game is important this game is really damn important. really like for both teams yeah cuz the the 49ers is on that bubble too mm-hmm. so if they lose you know makes it tougher for that makes their road tougher if we lose obviously like i said we're going to have to almost win out yeah right um so it's all it, damn it it's almost a playoff game it's just like it's like a mm-hmm. i mean it's going to have that type of atmosphere for both mm-hmm. teams um but i think i think i'm going to be optimistic and say we win I think it's going to be a coup field goal that we win. I think it's going to be a Matty Ice patented two-minute drive at the end of the game. And then cool. Yeah, and then coup, I think it's going to be 24-21. I believe in cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we'll go that. Liam, uh, Liam there? No, he. Uh, they went out to get some dinner. So uh, Liam normally, for anybody knew this new, Liam's my 11-year-old son. He's been kicking our ass in, uh, <laughs> in uh, these predictions every week. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he'd kick our he, ass every he, week yeah he's four and one i think me and mike yeah. have both got uh one one right uh yeah so um he in fact he guessed 30 something for what 30 17 for against the Panthers. we laughed yeah. at him we're like man you're crazy we're not throwing third we're not scoring 30 on the panthers and i'd be um, damn if we didn't ken is he now he's he uh, with amanda right now yeah, but he he gave me a score, so I, I'll yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I was just so. gonna
1: say, man, text her right now. I, I want. I have to get this phone.
0: <laughs> what did he no, say? No, he said he said we're gonna win, uh, and he, he thinks it's gonna be uh, twenty eight to seventeen.
1: So. No, like the kid comes up with the oddest
0: scores,
1: like, and you would be like, whatever did he get that from? And it be he kick our ass every time.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say a word. Because I mean, we like I said, we laughed at him last week. Because we we okay. laughed, yeah. Because I mean, we were like thirty on the the Panthers defense. Yeah. No, we actually but, said <laughs> so. so. He thinks we actually said this on. You could go back. We actually said
1: so. He thinks that everything is gonna go right. That we gonna run pass and everything, and that's just what happened. Eleven. Yeah, and there was no reason for
0: everything to go right. I mean, no reason. I don't know how
1: you knew that. That's just, what I'm saying. Like, he's clairvoyant. I'm going to ask him the lottery numbers. I'm going to just seriously. start asking him about this life.
0: This is uh, Powerball's 353 million. We going to win that shit. I'm going to start gonna asking whole, him about life. We're gonna have a whole new production going on. Yeah.
1: Production. <laughs> right. We're going to have soundboard. We're going <laughs> to there's a sound effects,
0: everything. Producer, we're going to get right. a rich eyes on us. Rich eyes going to be in the corner. I'm telling you. Yeah, man, because right now it's – uh, you know, we are the script writers, the producers, the editors. Everything. Uh, we are everything. You need Rich Eisen. Yeah. Um, Dan Patrick, somebody. And, hey, one random stat that uh, Evan Bartsfield, who writes for The Falcoholic, uh, tweeted out this week um, – yesterday, actually. Matt Ryan is one of three QBs in the NFL this season with 15-plus passing touchdowns and zero interceptions in the red zone. That's pretty yeah. solid. That's pretty solid. solid. Stat. Yeah. I I Yeah. That's now, John –
1: Tell mm-hmm. him I want to give really props to this dude. And John is gonna delve into this. Uh his name is Sam Weish. Yeah, yep. A hey, Sam. Uh now who's here? a
0: writer for John? He's an NFL writer. Um he's an just, NFL writer.
1: Hey, a yeah, Sam. You, you,
0: uh, you guys have probably seen him on, on NFL network and around. What well, the- he did for us,
1: I mean, he he had to watch our game and he had a um a very dope take on a player from our team and a very dope take on our game and i just want to say thank you sam uh because that was awesome that you did this because he wrote about something i didn't even notice and john didn't even notice but john to tell you more about it
0: yeah he basically was talking about how the team as a, as a whole has to play very unselfish um just based on the talent that we have you know and it's not not, not a detriment to the team it's just that's just you know, like we talked about earlier, every, everybody's got to do their job and, and play unselfishly. And he talked about um, Olamide Zaccheaus, who, I mean, every week we're like, he didn't do nothing that week. Well, he didn't do nothing that week. You know what I mean? Like every, uh, you and I, I mean, like we don't give him props ever, you know. And, um, and you know, the coaches always say, yeah, well, you, you know, you don't see the stuff the guys, you know, do that don't show up in the stats and everybody just kind of thinks, don't, don't you know, they think about it, just kind of brush it off. It's like, yeah, well, he didn't catch any balls, you mm-hmm. know, that type of thing. So he, he just pointed out these three plays that Zacchaeus had um, in, the, in the Panthers game, and I thought it was really interesting, and it was really cool um, because he had zero targets during the game. Um, so for us reviewing the game, right, we're like, okay, well, that's, you know, zero catches, and, you yeah, great, you know. So during the first score or the first quarter when Cordell Patterson scored his five-yard touchdown run, uh he drove the corner back into the end zone so he couldn't feel them and stop patterson coming through and he scored that seven right there so without him driving that corner back into the back of the end zone maybe he comes up and makes that tackle we don't score that touchdown mm-hmm. um and then the fourth quarter uh he was he was uh and in in we were on the three-yard line he was lined up on the right slot he ran an inside slant route and took three defenders with him which opened up that huge asshole for hayden Hurst to come open mm-hmm. and catch the ball for the touchdown uh, and then he thought uh, Sam's opinion, the most impressive one uh, was uh, the last the, the Kyle Pitts play where he basically made a catch and, you know, sealed the game for the most part, got the first down so we could run the clock out. Mm-hmm. So on that play, he said Zacchaeus from the left slot, cracked down on the Carolina outside linebacker, Hassan Redick, uh, who had sank inside and trying to close on Ryan, who executed a play fake. So he briefly froze Reddick with that play, play fake. Then he threw on the short drag route, completion to Kyle. Uh, for the huge gain that gave us the first down and basically sealed the win for us, mm-hmm. so those are those are three scoring plays that with you know Zacchaeus had nothing no 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 target or anything like that, but without what, doing you know what he did, maybe those those plays will end up the way they ended up, and that just goes to show you, man. I mean, like any any player, and that's on us too. I mean, like we don't because you know we're, we're yeah. watching the game, we see the playmakers and we see the plays that are made, and it just goes to show you, man. Like those guys out there, even though they're not getting the ball, they all have a job to do. Um, yes, so you know that's that's huge, and so I just thought that was. So you know. I want to give Zacchaeus his props
1: because we didn't see that, and I apologize. But Sam, Christ, man, thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you who else I point out. I just want to give a person props too that I saw um, have had a few plays again that won't show up on a stat sheet that I've been seeing lately it was Keith Smith, yeah. uh, the blocking, the blocking yeah. that the dude is doing. Uh, uh, and all out effort, all out, all out from him, and he just looked like a cool dude to kick it with. Like Keith mm-hmm. Smith looked like a cool guy. Like he looked like he looked. He should be a rapper. In yeah, his, and in I, like I next idea, man, I love that. Yeah, man, yeah. His so, um, yeah, his like intensity and his effort. Uh, I've been seeing that too. So, we gotta give those. Thank you, Sam. And I don't know how you noticed it. I
0: appreciate it. I uh, know. Yeah. I mean, and uh that's a difference in uh, that's his job to do and it's not ours. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, no, yes, you know I mean? true. So thank you, Sam.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's our job to read it and then we can yeah. it to you on the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh if we have to put a if we have to put a stamp on it, man, like if we if we do win this game, like we both think we do, what do you think that we have to do? Like what's what's a must that we have to do?
1: I am now I'll be honest and this is for this particular game and all, if we, if my memory serves me right, it's been three straight games where we ran the ball um, efficiently. Yep. That is, I know to every other team, that's like, so what, okay, that's part of, to us, there's like three straight games where we was running, oh my God, like, so mm-hmm. it's not all on Matt Ryan. oh my God. To do that of a fourth straight game that would mean to me that has to be a permanent part of, of our team, mm-hmm. like moving forward. So, not only do you, will you have to run because they are gonna rip Matt Ryan's head off if you don't run, yes. Uh, so and so you have to do that to win this game, but then that has to be permanent. If you can do that four straight times, that has to be a permanent part of our offense moving forward in order to win games. You can't mm-hmm. just put it. On an agent, Matt Ryan. Yeah. And I don't mean to call you old. I'm just saying he is um he is older, you know, but and you need he needs help. I it's hard for me to criticize to say anything bad about Matt. I can't even say, oh, I can't, yeah. I don't want, but it's like you need help. He needs a balanced attack on offense so he doesn't get mm-hmm. crushed and killed. If you do that four story games, I would assume that you've turned the corner and you figured out how to do this shit.
0: Right. So let's keep it going. Yeah, I agree, and um, I will. I will just to be different and to pick something different. But I do agree with you on that. I think we have to mm-hmm. run the ball to be to to win this game. But uh, I think we've got to the end of the end at the end of the last week's game. And I know Carolina's yeah. offensive line has been decimated this year, and they've been beat up. They don't. They're not very good. But near the end of the game, we started getting some actual pressure on the quarterback, whoever was in there, whether it was Cam or whether it was PJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've got to figure that out this week too. We can't uh, rely on our four guys. We've got to bring <laughs> some very, we've got to get some uh, some creative blitzes. We've got to, we got we can uh-huh. we can't let Jimmy sit back there and chill and and look around. Uh-huh. So we we've got to. Uh, I just think we got to we got to get If we pressure him, maybe maybe he makes a mistake. You know, and I, I mean, sacks would be great, but I mean, we just we've uh-huh. got to get in his ass a little bit and make him uncomfortable back there because if he doesn't, that's going to be a rough day for us too. Uh,
1: Jimmy is is a very average player under pressure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When Jimmy got time, he's above average. You yeah. got to know that. You got to get to him.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I agree with you on that, man. So um, so that's pretty much the preview of that game for the most part. Um, we will have a review for you. Uh, I don't know if we'll do it Sunday or not. It's going to be a late game. So we'll probably do that probably Monday. Yeah, we'll probably do a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'll get that to you pretty quickly uh, after that. Um, uh, just an odd bit of news as well. We talked about, and
1: that'll uh, be our Christmas special.
0: It will be a Christmas. We're that'll have... be so dope. Okay, yeah, right. uh, we will. That'll be a special. We're gonna we're gonna do more. We got to do something special Maybe for y'all. Yeah, hey, we're, y'all got to
1: tune into that because we're yeah. going have some different stuff coming yeah, for Christmas.
0: we're definitely going to have some Christmas-related yeah, yeah. talk. We're going to have some sure. fun.
1: Yeah. I may be drunk off of
0: eggnog. You never know. <laughs> I will have a bourbon in hand. There I you go. I may drink. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, so uh, now, now I'm going to mention this earlier when we were talking about recruiting, but uh, now the only reason I'm missing it is uh, it's, it was such a huge story and it got so much. So, Dion, your boy, our boy, Okay. Uh, he's the head coach, you know, at Jackson State Jackson? University. So uh, the number one recruit in the nation, it was a cornerback, and he was committed to FSU. Uh, he flipped and signed with Jackson State. And we're talking about this is a D1, the number one recruit in the nation, and he's going to Jackson State. Who uh, You know, so... And he got so much shit, man. Not just from FSU fans, but like people like just tearing him down, like, why are you doing this? And there there was a story that that like, was
1: Dion school, I think. There was
0: and there was yeah, it was. He and there was yeah. And there's a story that came out that you know, I don't know if you know about it, but this year uh college players can make money off their likeness.
1: Did not um, know that.
0: Yeah. So, like, you know, if 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 uh if Liam goes to college, he plays baseball and Chick-fil-A wants to say, Hey, we'll pay you. How much money a year to, to do an ad with us, they can do that.
1: That's awesome, man. Which
0: before they couldn't, you know, it was like, yeah. So like Bryce Young, he made, he made almost a million dollars this year. he's a college quarterback.
1: Awesome, man. That's awesome. So,
0: so, uh, anyway, there was a, there was a story that came out that said that he had signed a $1.5 million deal, uh, with some company, I can't remember who it was, but to, to to come to Jackson State. I think Dion said that's not true. But to me, I was I, it didn't matter to me anyway, because I was like, you're the you're the number one corner in the in the nation. Why the hell would you not want to go play for Dion? But here? Dion to home if anybody could help your skill set, the greatest of
1: all time. And I and and I and I, and I and I gotta uh say this too. What he's doing over there for the esteem. Are those black boys, man? And and uh, the confidence that he given her because he's teaching them about life. If you ever we he he talked to he brought in a, a, I know y'all don't know this is he brought in a girl uh, who's a um, IG model who's famous for tricking um, athletes into babies um, for money, and uh, he actually brought her into the school into the room of the uh, what would you call that? Uh, the film room Yeah. to talk to them just. And it, so that's talking about life, how to be careful. Real about, life. W- about real life when you're having sex and how how the girls men might try to swindle you. The dude is helping. Uh, he's being a father to a lot of those people. What he's doing is, is I love that dude, man. He's, he's yeah. the GOAT to me. I love Deion Sanders. We'll, man. we'll see how long.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. We'll see how long he stays at Jackson State. I think he's going to get some offers if he continues having success yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's going to be he's going to end up somewhere in a division one school. But yeah. um, yeah, I know you remember Hugh Douglas, right? Love him. Okay. Love who does, yeah. So he 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 had a, a little thing about that. Uh, he tweeted, and he said, Hello, my name is Hugh Douglas, first round draft pick from Central State University and historic, <clears throat> historic black college. The NFL found me. If you can play, it doesn't matter where you go. Miss me with that power five shit. There you that's go. awesome, man. Yeah, and that's, that's true. Awesome. NFL, if that's true. Them, They're gonna find you. Yep. So I mean, see, so I thought that was pretty cool, though, man. So it'll be interesting to watch that kid's career there and see what happens. And I mean, yeah, you know, training with Dion. Yeah. So,
1: um, now I want to stray from uh my football really quick because mm-hmm. I just I don't know if y'all about a half an hour ago in this podcast you probably heard my phone ring. It's a dog bark. That's my phone ring what's what's in i've been boiling to get this off i was waiting till football talk was over just try just try to follow me you guys okay this is personal. i gotta get this off. so the girl that i was dating before the girl that i'm dating now um she mistreated me in a few different ways i don't want to get into but a few she did a few things to me that i didn't appreciate uh and was uh you're manipulative, uh, evil, and unappreciative. On um, yeah. a few occasions, um, and so I finally got tired of it, and I just moved and I'm like, man, I don't got time for this. So, and I moved on. Um, and it's been tough to move on, even though she mistreated me. It was, it was, it was a little tough because I was bonded to her, and. Um, but it was easier because she was kept just talking shit in the break, so she I was just like, man, I knew I was gonna have to move on. yeah um there's nothing like so me and her haven't talked in uh, two, three months, and um It's been cool. I don't try to I don't want to argue about it. I just want to move on. Well, she just texted me that she missed me and all that The shit I'm about to rub in her face. (laughs) This podcast is going to be epic, underrated, revenge. Hey, man, I'm going to tell her about my new girl. I'm going to tell you, my new girl is light years, but just her sweetheart. She's better at everything, quote unquote. Everything well, damn man, and I'm gonna tell I'll be sure to tell it when you mistreat somebody, don't say she just said, I miss you a little bit, Now, you scumbag. <laughs> she bitch. Said, I miss you a little bit, yeah. You sc- <laughs> she just she just so I don't know if, if she thinks I'm gonna hit her back and say, Yeah, I mean, you fuck me over. What are you now? You miss. Man, you getting ready to get all this smoke. I'm getting ready to tell her she looked better. Her sex is better. Her breath smell better. Her hair's always done. Her nails and feet always done. She cook better. She got more money. She's happier. She's more positive. She has a better attitude. She has a better everything, everything. So you go to hell and you go back to your whole, you trifling whore, I can't wait it just made me giddy when I saw it I haven't talked to this person in three months and they told me on like the what on the way out that I'm not all this and they could find somebody better that's all this I didn't say anything negative I, I allowed her to get all of that off didn't say nothing but said a lot of mean shit to me I could do better and all these people like me I didn't ever respond but now that you come back oh buddy the response is coming <laughs> and I just, I just love it, man. Cause, cause life is good. If you be a good person, life comes around, buddy. I, to be in this position to tell her, fuck you and you, I'm not even responding. I'm, oh, this is going to be a great day for the podcast. I'm out of my falcon mind. She's out of her falcon mind. <laughs>
0: See, that's the shit you're not going to get on any other Falcons fan. <laughs> on case. any other podcast. Any I mean, other podcast. That, that you're isn't. not
1: going to get I was <laughs> waiting. To, when you, me and him was talking football and the phone rang. And I, I said, huh.
0: look. And I, I looked you, down. I saw you staring real hard at something. I'm like. Yeah, I yep looked me. down.
1: And I said, I, am I seeing shit? And am, am, am I on LSD? I. What and then she started texting, so I got a lot of text messages now it's her saying I miss you a little bit, and uh she, she she assumes I'm gonna text her back and be like, Oh yeah, I miss you too. Ken. but you mistreated me and I've moved on to somebody way better. So I have not, I want to be your friend. We don't, don't need to squash it. I don't need to I want to say what I but now I'm gonna tell you all the truth that I ever was holding back, and I got some shit to say that's gonna
0: be devastating. So We do have an underrated, overrated segment that we started uh, a few weeks ago. Okay, yes. And and so, that is, was that your underrated? That's not even it. No, no, that's not even
1: it. But that's awesome. I just had to get that bonus. I I got a bonus. So, underrated. So, I want to go my underrated. You could do overrated. Mm -hmm. Um, Underrated, I got to say this, is interracial friendships. I'm going to tell you why. The, 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 you learn, you both have. You are the same person. I'm not here to say anybody's different. You're human and I understand that. So you got a lot more in common than you don't. But you guys have different cultural information that you can share with each other. It's dope. If you can tell them about some fucking rap songs that they they may not have heard about and they could tell you about some rock songs you may not know, The, the clothing, They may wear clothing that they can put you on. You do, it could be food. It may be places to go. It may be events that you might didn't know. It's just so much info. We all have like, man, different information. And when you come together, you're able to share that information. And it just, it just, you are a cooler person if you have all types of friends, I'm sorry. When you got all type of, when you got gay friends and Spanish friends and white friends and black friends, you you are a cool motherfucker. And you could go in anywhere in any room and hang with anybody and you and you like assimilate and you not uncomfortable around no group of people. It is the most awesome shit in the world. Is It is just the coolest shit in the world to have all type of friends, man. And you know so much and you learn so much that, man, when you stay with your group of friends, you don't even realize how closed minded your ass is. Cause, cause you hearing the same shit you already think. It's just like, it's just like bouncing off yourself. But when you getting, when you get around some people who aren't quite like you, who was not raised like you, who was not, who have, they have different information. Coolest shit ever, man. Interracial friendships, very underrated. Stop being racist. Racist sucks. (laughs) Me and John, man, would y'all see how much fun we have on this thing? That's really my brother. So the skin tone to me is, is yeah, irrelevant. And, and we always treated it like that. That's not my friend, that's my brother. So because I got dreads and he don't, that's my brother. We we both got tattoos and we both got jewelry and we both got cool shit on. Me and John have way more in common
0: than- but you know what? We never would have known.
1: Yeah, we no never would have known if yeah, he, if he, one was... of us
0: had been closed minded and just yep. like, I would have been like,
1: oh, he white, then he, even, oh, he's a black dude. And we would have, but because we, uh, they go to the a new girlfriend, life is awesome. Oh, <laughs> underrated life. There you go. <laughs> I'm having a great day, but like, I just had to, I just had to say that I want y'all to look at this. Um, I hope that. Well, we on this podcast, we don't have a tragedy that me and John feel like we got to touch on. They got anything to do with race, but if it does come up, we will touch on it. But before mm-hmm. that, I want all y'all to see just how me and him get along, how we talk to each other, how we treat each other, how we respect each other, how we play with each other, how I'm cool with his kid, how his kid cool with me, I'm cool with his wife, his 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 wife cool with me, everything, man. I, I've been to this man, Father' house. I've been to his parents' house. I, I met his mother. Like his brothers. It don't got nothing to do with color. It don't have anything to do with. And we play. He played rock music. I play rap music. He he liked Tupac too. Who would have known that shit? You know, that's the first <laughs> thing me and John was talking about in this car. I said, "Man, I like Tupac." And he played a Tupac song. And he like, "Who would have known that shit?" If you would just oh, he don't he don't know who Tupac is. Like, why would you be open minded, man? It's the coolest shit ever. Underrated interracial.
0: That might be one of the best ones we're going to have all season. I don't know if we could top that one. I don't know. We could I, mean, t- I just had to but, say that
1: because I just thought but, it was some cool shit what me and him is doing.
0: But uh, yeah and I mean to uh, to just to add on to that man. I mean uh, my son has called Mike, Uncle Mike since day one and mm-hmm. he had no idea um, the, the color thing never even came into it. Never. He, was, he did not. And I swear to God. He asked me. I think I texted you or I called mm-hmm. you um this is a few years ago um he was like his uh, uncle mike like he's really your brother right like because he always taught he always hears us calling each other brothers and i was like no not by blood yeah and uh, he was like oh he's not so how's he my uncle like he he it never even he did dawned not. on him like it wasn't the <laughs> right color. right and then, right. then his second question was he's like he said aren't you guys the same age like so how are you guys actual brothers if you're the same like and you're not twins and i'm right like, right still still no color still no yep and it was just, and, and I mean, you know, it's like, it's, it's depending on, you know, a lot of it goes into how you're raised, Yep. You, but everybody has their own mind. So mm-hmm. no matter how you're raised, you can still have, you can still mm-hmm. adapt and open your mind up. I mean, and yeah. look how, how Mike and I met, uh, we worked for a university, as we've said before, mm-hmm. I was one of what, was there two white people there? It was two, it was only two white people.
1: It, I mean, was, only, it was university. You, it was, yeah, it was you and the dean.
0: So, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, and I, I could even cared the less. students was all black. Right. Yeah. I, I literally could have cared less. Like yeah, I, I, I get none of it. I, I it's yeah. never bothered me my entire life. Like I've always never uncomfortable. He was always never nervous. I've always had friends of every yeah. color, so it didn't. Mm-hmm. I it just didn't bother me. Like I thought mm-hmm. to me, if you're a cool person, I don't give a shit if you're green. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I just don't. If you're cool, and I and then we're gonna be, we'll be friends. You know, it's yeah. fine. We're good along. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man, that's 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 fantastic, man. I said that's a great one. I I never would have thought of that, but, but that was awesome that job. Mine's gonna be a lot less deep than that. All right. Okay overrated is it? wall burgers hold on wall burgers I, I ate show? Wall burgers today no man the fucking restaurant so oh. we went to the battery and I've been hearing great uh, things about wall burgers man I could have cooked that burger like out
1: back now is on, it on my damn grill so are you telling so okay man five guys right is
0: it better or worse I would I would rather have five guys shit but it just wasn't I mean it wasn't amazing like I don't know I just didn't red I, robin is it uh, worse depending red on robin? where you get there I mean it's it could be mm-hmm. yeah I mean it just I, it, it just wasn't special to you it was yeah. just like a normal just, burger heard a lot of hype and I was like yeah we'll we try it you know <laughs> and I was like it's not that great Leslie it's really not, <laughs> not that good and I guess we'll probably never get sponsored by Wahlburgers ever but I mean that's you know <laughs> no, uh, that shit is over
1: <laughs> even if it was on the table it is over like mark Wahlberg, <laughs> especially hey, look, especially if they racist and they listen to the first part and then that shit it's over these motherfuckers is kumbaya and they don't like our burgers
0: no yeah well mark walberg he, 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 he's a boston he's a patriots guy anyways so. he and
1: he did entourage i have okay. no smoke with you He made entourage that's yeah.
0: true yep so uh yeah just you know i just wasn't impressed man i mean just you know for what it was now
1: but. i now could it have been the one you picked is it a I special burger? or was it? I didn't it pick a just- special
0: one. Yeah, it could have been. I just, I just picked the, uh, the what? I forgot what it was even called. Now it's just a regular burger. Like it had the uh, the Wahlburger sauce, which was like their special sauce, which did honestly didn't have a whole lot of taste to me. Flavor-wise. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it just was it was okay. I mean, it was, I I wouldn't run back there and grab. You know what I mean? Like if I had it, I'd probably go somewhere else if I was picking a burger. But all right, uh, so, yeah. That's Wahlburgers bad. overrated. You heard oh, it here burgers. first all right yeah yours is much better but um all right guys well that's going to close up the show for us uh episode 17 out of your falcon mind if you guys want to contact us like i said earlier our email is atlfalconfancast at gmail.com send us any comments any uh suggestions on shows if you any if you think we're crazy about any of our uh ideas or any of our uh opinions tell us that's cool we'll talk we'll talk Mm -hmm. about it we do not get offended easily at all not at all. all so um you can tell us that you're crazy. You're great. Whatever you want to say, um, our, uh, you can find us on Instagram out of your Falcon mind, Twitter out of your F and mind, just F and then the end behind it. Um, got a Facebook group. You can join a lot of, a lot of ways to get in touch with us, man. If you want yeah. to get in touch with us. Um, and we love it. Interact with us, tweet us, follow us, you know, um, this, this is our first season. So, you know, we didn't have a lot of expectations. We just wanted to see how it goes so far. It's going really well. And we just want to keep it's, it going.
1: It's going well because of you guys, man. All the, uh, all the questions, all the comments, all the five star ratings. I yep. gotta say that too. Go on iTunes and just give us a five star rating if you if you on if you're playing it on on the podcast on iTunes. It uh, it's free for you, but it means the world to us. It'll Absolutely. take you two seconds. But just all the five star reviews, all the 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 reviews where they actually wrote something. All the comments, all the kudos, all the questions. Like I said, we got fans not even in the United States. That is blowing
0: my mind.
1: Yep. Thank and if you did, and
0: if you are nice enough to write us a few words on the iTunes reviews, we will definitely shout you out and read the review. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be great. And, and like I said before, and pretty much every show, it helps other Falcons fans find our our podcast when they search for Falcons podcast. So we move mm-hmm. up that, that list. So um, anyway, Mike, I don't have much else to say, man. Anything uh, you got left? I don't. The only thing I would have to say, you guys, is
1: make sure the Christmas episode will be special. We will be partying on set uh, for the next episode, so be ready.
0: So let's go get a win Sunday. Let's uh, keep this playoff push going. If we get a win, we're going to set ourselves up nicely. So uh, let's run the ball. Let's play some defense. Let's get after Jimmy, and uh, and let's come back home with the win. So. Let's go Dirty Birds, get a win. We'll see you guys on Monday or Tuesday. Y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Be safe if you're traveling, because we know a lot of people are going to be traveling. Mm-hmm. So uh, be safe. And uh, while you're traveling, hey, listen to us. Stay out of your falcon mind. I love you guys. Peace. That's right. We out.